Mostly cloudy and minus three in downtown Calgary. Good morning from Global News. It's nine o'clock. I'm Megan Cobb. Alberta's NDP is also getting into election mode by taking a jab at the ongoing UCP leadership vote. Speaking at a rally in Calgary yesterday, leader Rachel Notley focused a part of her speech towards the people looking to get Jason Kenney out. The former Wild Rose leader turned UCP MLA thinks the Premier is cheating because the Premier is under RCMP investigation for voter fraud because the Premier and a former Wild Rose president ran a kamikaze campaign in 2017 to steal democracy. Notley says the UCP should focus more time on Albertans and less time infighting. Almost 60,000 UCP members will soon get ballots and be able to vote on Kenny's status as leader of the party. Calgary police have laid charges related to an incident that took place in Mission on Thursday, but first, 770 CHQR helicopter traffic. In the northeast on 36th Street at 20th Ave, your southbound right lane is closed for water services. In the southwest on 37th Street, you have a northbound right lane closure at 13th Ave to 15th Ave. Canadian Tire's Big Spring Tire Sale is on until April 28th. Save up to 25% on select top brands you trust. Conditions apply. Details online. For the 770 CHQR traffic helicopter, I'm Vanessa Arate. Police have charged a 28-year-old man for allegedly exposing himself to a woman walking in mission on Thursday afternoon. Police say a woman was followed by the man in a truck and drove past her multiple times before attempting to talk to her while allegedly engaged in an indecent act. The woman screamed and the man fled the area. The victim later detailed the encounter in a widely shared social media post. Ryan Jose of Calgary has been charged with one count of committing an indecent act. Some Crescent Heights residents are raising concerns about the noise, garbage, speeding and crime being seen along Crescent Road. Catherine Glowatz with the City of Calgary says Council is looking at options like one-way traffic and narrowing the road to make the popular spot safer for everyone to enjoy. All three options propose the use of gates so that the road could be closed, um, perhaps for hosting events, um, food trucks, um, or just even if it's a, it's a great summer weekend um, to be able to have more space to walk and wheel. Ward 7 Councillor Terry Wong says it's all about balance, balancing the needs of residents while maintaining access for all Calgarians. The city is looking for public input on the master plan. It's expected to go to council this summer. An airline consumer advocate says if the Federal Court of Appeal overturns Canada's passenger rights charter, you may want to rethink who you fly with. The charter requires airlines compensate passengers for damaged baggage and some flight delays or cancellations, things like being bumped from your flight because it's oversold. Several air carriers made arguments this past week trying to have the legislation quashed. And Air Passenger Rights President Dr. Gabor Lukacs says if that happens, not all flights will be affected. If you fly to and from Europe, you fly on a European airline, you will, it won't really affect you, but it will affect you if you fly from Canada to Europe on a Canadian airline. He says the European Union has the gold standard for air passenger rights laws, and he'd also recommend flying to Europe with a European carrier. Taking a look at sports, Brad Gushu and his Canadian rank are going for gold and the world's men's curling championship today in Las Vegas. He'll battle Nicholas Eden of Sweden in the championship match. Global News Sky Tracker weather. A 60% chance of flurries today will reach a high of 4 degrees. There is a slight chance those flurries will continue overnight, cooling down to a low of minus 6. 
A mix of sun and cloud and one degree for tomorrow, and that chance of flurries returns, a high of minus six on Tuesday. It's minus three at 9.04. Breaking news when it happens, our next update at 9.30. I'm Megan Cobb. Welcome, sorry, good morning. Welcome to Let's Talk Gardening. I'm Earl Coombs, and it is April the 10th, and we had a little bit of summer this past week. We had a little bit of early spring, sounds like we might have a little bit of winter this coming week, a little bit cool again, but it's still pretty early, so it's kind of just keeps things in check, so I'm okay with that. Like, it's kind of just keeps it... We're still a bit early. We don't want to get too anxious getting everything out there too early. But I am seeing a lot of the trees are starting to swell. So if uh, we get a bit more of this warm weather, like today, again, it's a great day to get out and hose down all your evergreens, get all that dust, get all the bugs out of them. Uh, And if you have some larger trees, if they're in the full sun and they're dried out totally and there's no snow left, it wouldn't hurt to give them a little shot of water just around the drip line, put the soak rows in there. We can start doing that, getting some moisture down in there, and then also just examining your trees for those dead, damaged, and diseased um, branching on your trees to assess whether you're, you need to do anything or not because uh, it's much easier to see right now before they leaf out because a lot of that stuff gets uh, hidden amongst all the leaves and things. So definitely um, get out there and have a look at your trees. And I do have Jen on the line, and uh, she's going to join me. She's down at Spruce It Up. And good morning, Jen. Hey, Merle. Good morning. How are you? I'm doing good, you know. like yeah. I, yeah, I get, You guys noticed I came in yesterday with all my spruce attire. I was ready to go. <laughs> I was ready to ready to work. Hey? You were ready to work, yeah. I wasn't in the office. I was had to be down on the floor, so hanging out with you guys for a while. and. I have all my spruce in, gear. Yeah, in the gear. <laughs> we love our spruce gear. It's fun, especially as we yeah. expand it, too. Yeah, it's really fun. Absolutely. Um, it was good, actually. I didn't. Did you meet Diane? Did I meet Diane? No, she I didn't. She was meet in Diane. yesterday. Yeah, she, we chatted. She's the sweet pea lady who calls in. Oh, um, dang. Yeah, she. so I mentioned to her last week to stop in because she was doing a, a calorie horticultural workshop. What? Um, Yesterday, tell, tell me. Oh, yeah. okay. I don't All know. Tell me peas. about Diane. But Diane owns a great garden center and a sweet pea factory, <laughs> more oh. or less, um, down in Pincher Creek. Okay. So, yeah. Well, that so she, sounds heavy. Yeah. <laughs> so typically, whenever we uh, mention sweet peas, I think her little spidey sense kicks in, and she <laughs> she usually calls in and says, "Hey, I can Aww. help you with that," which is great. Yeah, she's the she's the guru of sweet peas, and if you can grow them down in Pincher Creek, wow, um, yeah. So anyway, That's so cool. she stopped in, and she's doing so good. Like uh, it was great to see her, and uh, and her and her friend they were they were coming up um, for the workshop, so they. They stopped nice. in and did a little bit of shopping and checked out things. And uh, so that was nice to see her. And hopefully her talk went well yesterday at the mm-hmm. Calgary Court Society. So That's yeah. really cool. Yeah. I love that. So, yeah, I love sweet peas. Yes, absolutely. So this, we, we, we have a few. I know we're getting people asking about where's your trees and all the annuals. Mm-hmm. Still a bit early. Still a bit early. So... Um, yeah. We don't want to bring in things too too early and get people going on the off on the wrong track. So um, that 
we're, we're gonna this probably these next two weeks is gonna um, change a bit for us, Jen. Hey, we're probably gonna we'll probably start seeing some trucks rolling in, and from our grower greenhouses, we'll start yeah. filling up filling up the retail greenhouses and. Here we go. Yeah, it's uh, very exciting. We're already in our heads. You know, we've already moved everything around. <laughs> I know you've been bugging me since February to, I to move. <laughs> I have. I'm That's... a planner, Merle. I know, I know. but I, I, it is because I know, I know how full and, and exciting it is in the <laughs> in the season. So I know, I know. I'll, I'll settle That's down. Good. Hey, but no, I appreciate almost... it. That's why it's uh, it's good that we're thinking about it, getting <laughs> ready. Worry. Just gotta look in. Yeah. The, gotta look at the calendar. And uh, yeah, it's all good. <laughs> I know. I know. I'm super – we're all excited. And, and even just with having the fresh herbs in has been beautiful yeah. with the scent, you, right? You've got a fairly and, yeah. big order coming in next week too, right? Yeah, of, you bet. Uh, assorted yeah, herbs. So. Yeah, end of next week. or Again, check social media. That's our that's our easy way to kind of – I feel. Um, it, or come on by. I always tell people too, just come on by. It's always worth the visit. Um, so, yeah, we got a bunch of herbs coming in. And uh, we're getting ready to roll with our annuals. Hey, Merle? Yeah, no, I'm getting excited. It's uh, I, like I told you yesterday. It's these. This time is hard for me because I, if I get too in the, too much in the zone, I get go. I get, <laughs> you end up no, getting cranky you. a bit, right? Yeah, well, you kind of get crankier a bit, right? Because you kind of oh. want things to be going, <laughs> okay, and you're not you quite it. there. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So you kind of just gotta pace yourself into it, and yeah, and uh, but. Because when it's game time, you know it. This it changes so fast, and you forget. It does. And all yeah. the garden centers were in the same boat. Like we go from like zero to five hundred miles an hour in a week, right? Depends what the weather does for us, and no, it can change true. that quickly, right? We yeah, because we typically yeah. plan May first for to really fill up, and the tree lots are that were first week Mother's Day start bringing trees. But we've we had lots of years where you have minus five, minus ten at Mother's mm-hmm. Day. And if we're full, all those trees are just get uh, this badly frostbitten. It won't kill them, but all the foliage will get burnt off, and and yeah. most people will look at it and say, "Well, what's wrong with it?" So, so yeah. that's why when you are going to the garden center, just be patient. Most of us just holding tight a bit. Um, but you got lots of the fruits. We got some rhubarb, potatoes, and, yeah, strawberries still. Yeah, for sure, we've got some of those, and they're already getting ready. They're getting started as well as we get them out in the sunshine and and watered. So there's definitely selections for sure. Absolutely, but you're right. Yeah, we're pacing ourselves, and and that's I don't know, people are waiting. They're just excited, which is great. Yeah, no, it is. It's uh, it is a lot of fun, and and this time of year, and uh, like I said, I I was chatting with quite a few people, and we had a lot of people responding after Sheldon was in last uh, two weeks ago, uh-huh. chatting about the dog spot prevent and his evolved products. And yep. did his free samples show up? They did. He was going to yep, drop. Okay. Yeah. They're going out for sure. And we love to okay. talk about it. So yeah, they're here. Yeah, they're so, cash. If so if, you, yeah, if, you, if, yeah, if you're coming by Spruce and you want to try the, the ever famous uh, rage plus. Um, love it. Yeah. We have some, uh, Free samples of that to try, so you can mm-hmm. stop and get a get a sample of that, and also um, house plants. Still, uh, it's a great time oh to transplant. God. Like <laughs> yes. right now is perfect time to transplant and do all that stuff. So people are doing a lot of that, Merle. It was crazy. I went for my break, and we get an I get an hour lunch, and I, I came back, and the same people were still in the store working away, picking out their plants and pots. It was awesome. Okay. 
That's yeah. awesome. You know, it is. Yeah. It's so good. And uh, but I mean, even at home, if you have a pot and it's looking a little root bound, or your house plant hasn't done much, um, these are the days now that you, it's a great time to transplant um, and get them get them rooted in a bit before the the big hot days start, and that way it's for ready sure. to just give you lots of new growth and perform well for you. So, mm-hmm. anyways, um, I got a few texts, and where are we okay. at for time? Let's go here. <laughs> I got a picture that I can't open up. Is it too early to put on the Scott's fertilizer that conter- contains the corn gluten? Mm. Um, which is a, it's a pre-emergent in which I, I know um, the Evolve has one, a couple of the other guys. I, it just, it doesn't work that great. Like it's a, and the unfortunate thing is if you use it amongst um, if, of some of your other, like even in in your grass, it stops your grass seed from from germinating. And so that really? self-seeding thing, yeah, because it, it works like it. And they, they market it as a weed and feed, which right. it, it's kind of a hoax. It's not a weed and feed. It's not like the old weed and feed, which wasn't a great product either because it would just poison – and they would just put all everything down into it, and I really, see. it hurt more trees and things like that because anything below would be suck, soaking up the the herbicide. Mm-hmm. So, so this is, uh, and I know we, we have the corn gluten we used to mix in, uh, and sometimes in the veggie garden. But then a lot of the times, if you go to seed your veggies in that same spot, it really deters a lot of those seeds from germinating. So. Huh. Like I said, I'm, I'm not a huge fan of using that corn gluten as a pre-emergent. Um, huh. Like I'd rather that. just do spot spraying um, with the with the weed and feed. Just, just spot spray. I'm not a big fan. I know we do carry the ones, the hose end sprayer. Like I said, I'm not a huge fan of that either. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just prefer just spot spraying. If you get a good healthy lawn, and if you're using the green it up lawn fertilizer. And you you don't need to spray. You'll get so few dandelions that it's just a it's twice a summer going out with the Kellex bottle and just give a couple little sprays and then you're you're kind of looked after that way. So right. I would uh, yeah. So again, but if you want, if you do have the Scotts pre-emergent, absolutely you can put it out there now. Um, it's it's a good time before the the dandelions and things of that start coming, but it mm. won't treat any existing dandelions sort of thing, and that's sort of what they don't tell you. It just stops them from reseeding, or it helps prevent it from reseeding. Uh. So, so when they sell it as a weed and feed, it's a bit of a it's a bit misleading. So, anyways, uh, we've mm, had lots. We've had it. Yeah, we've had our sales guys try to sell it to me too, and I, I kind of like it doesn't really do what it says so no that's that's good to know well and, and you know what when you talk about building a healthy lawn first i think that is also the key trick right absolutely it's way more yeah. it's way more beneficial and just the same with your trees and shrubs like if you're using the rage or or the green it up fertilizer for your trees and shrubs or or a good quality fertilizer even like the plant prods things like that mm-hmm. into your tree develop a good water practice fertilizer program on your trees and shrubs in your lawn and that's going to fight off a lot of those pests because exactly. that's where they come in they kind of they, it's just like <laughs> it's they, they go after the week right so right. if bugs are flying <laughs> over they see 
something that's a bit weak, they can sense it, and then they go after that because they know that they can just attack it and it right. uh, without any kind of fight back. So, anyways, that's amazing. That's, uh, yeah, it's crazy. Mother Nature is, and uh, it's it's kind of a it's kind of a powerful thing. And as we mm-hmm. integrate our our homes in into into Mother Nature, you try to to make it work as best as you can. And uh, <laughs> well, and it's but it's funny. Like I down here in Riverstone, like where I live, um, they planted a bunch of trees, and probably mm-hmm. about five hundred of them got taken down this winter <gasps> by the what? by the by the beaver. But again, oh no! Yeah, there's mother <laughs> yeah, nature right there. Yeah. Yeah, no, you're setting up a buffet for a little busy Bob the Beaver, <laughs> yeah, and free food. Yeah. Yeah, and he's huh. like, "This is great. I don't have to go that far, and they keep putting them here every year oh, for me." And this is awesome. What a shame, though. Hey, that's, it is. Uh, that's too bad. Hmm. Yeah, it is, and uh, so. It's so industrious. Kind of funny. Like, we were we were walking by the river the other day, and the sort of you can just see all the white. Where all the stumps are about uh, six, eight inches off the ground, yep. and you can see the fresh chew. So they just uh, <laughs> they chewed all those off. So, <laughs> it's uh, pretty amazing, anyway. but yeah. yeah, actually. And while we're on your lawn too, Merle, I had to mention a customer was in buying uh, bags of the the fertilizer, our lawn fertilizer, for uh, neighbors or friends because they wanted it. He noticed that he had to water less. He said, oh, I noticed I didn't have to water as much. Is that is that sort of a thing with this fertilizer? And absolutely. I said, absolutely, yeah. Yep, that's a big selling feature. And um, so if if you go through and if you have it, because most of the fertilizers, like the Scots and things like that, the box store stuff, is 3204. So high first number, which is the nitrogen for growth, Mm-hmm. And then nothing in the middle for the roots, where ours is the opposite, like 16326. So what it does is that gives you a really, really, really strong root system. So it's able to absorb all the nutrients better. It's going to be able to absorb water better. But the best thing is when you get into the heat of those uh, plus 30 days, and we're getting more of those as we some of our summers have been good the last couple of years. Mm-hmm. Um, the roots are down deeper where the soil is still a little bit moist and not just the top two inches. And so it doesn't dry out right away because I know when I used to use the other stuff, it would, it would be green as green as like crazy right at the beginning. But then as soon as the heat of the day like started in July, you'd have to water every day or twice a day to, yeah, to keep sure. up. But you mm-hmm. water way less, half as much. So, um, yeah. So, anyways, it, it, it is great <laughs> for that. Getting a couple of texts here on when should they start pruning hydrangeas? Mm, and good question. I, yeah, I like to wait until I just start seeing the green popping up. And like the Annabelles, you'll take them right down to the ground. You can do those anytime. But if you have the quick fires or some of the other ones, you just, I wait and see till they leaf out because then you even them up at that point, um, cut off the blooms, just prune out the dead stuff and then let them fill in. Those are ones you, you just leave till, like I said, it'll probably be the first week in May, but it is coming quick because I noticed all the pussy willows, there's a couple of good spots in town. Um, there's one, the ponds, if you're going through Okotoks and then out in Silverado, there's a pond there with a whole bunch of really gorgeous pussy willows nice. and, uh, yeah, so they're in full bloom right now, and I just noticed that you're starting to see things change really quickly. Like the the buds are swelling like crazy. So now's the time. Like you'll you'll start seeing. Yeah, you'll start seeing your your 
your shrubs budding here soon, and then that's when you can start your spring pruning and things like that, your spring cleanup. So still oh. be a little bit patient. Don't do too much yet, right? So Yep, yep. That's good. Good to know. Anyways. Um anything you want to add in the in the greenhouse for this weekend for today? Uh, we still have a little bit of time. Um, we are, they're moving quickly, but it's a BOGO 50 for the seed geraniums and the pansies, and people are definitely going through those. Um, so that's fantastic. Uh, we still have tomatoes in, uh, several varieties, as well as peppers. If people want to get started on those, it's a good time. Um, and, you know, there's planting strategies, too, with that, so it's always good to ask somebody, and we can kind of help you out with that to have a really yeah, successful lots, lots year. Lots of seeds and bulbs. Lots of seeds and bulbs. Those seeds, yeah. Oh, yeah. I have, there's a really cool idea that a customer had with gourds, and um, or I imagine you could do it with anything in terms of, I'll tell you about it, Merle, after, or come down okay. and talk to me about it at the greenhouse. <laughs> I, can share. I will for sure. All right. Okay. Well, Jan, I'm going to let you go because then um, the shows uh, will be quite busy today. So Jen's awesome. going to start to keep doing her first quarter of the show with me here, and then we'll carry on with callers and texts. Um, cool. And we're going to take a break. So thanks, Jen. Thanks, and Merle. you're listening to Let's Talk Gardening on 770 CHQR. And Let's Talk Gardening is brought to you by Spruce It Up Garden Center, Calgary's year-round full-service garden center. Spruce it up, green it up, prune it up. We got you covered. And I got a quick text that I'll do. Good morning. I'm looking for a special plant as a gift for Easter. Any suggestions? Um, hydrangeas are gorgeous. Um, we have the indoor and those are the pink and blue ones that you see that we can't plant outside, but you can plant them. You can use them in your annual planters and things like that, but they won't survive. They won't come back, but they're beautiful. And I know we have them in stock and I'm assuming most garden centers will have those in right now. Um, so tulip spring bulbs are great. Um, and even, if you get a nice pot, a little bit colorful pot, and just a, a really nice um, house plant that you can put a little Easter bunny or something in the pot just to add, because then it's going to last longer as well. It's a little bit more permanent. So, but absolutely, there's there's lots of uh, great um, Easter ideas when you go into the into the house plant section and bruce it up as well. All right, and. We should probably hit the phone lines. We're going to go to Reba. Morning, Merle. How are you today? I'm doing great. Oh, that's hap- good. What's uh, happening yeah, up there? Pretty, uh, it's awesome. It? <laughs> <laughs> Life's pretty good, dear. We can't complain, I tell you that. That's good. You know what? I just wanted just three quickies. Um I forgot to plant my poppy seeds in the wintertime. Can I do them now? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, those you can do right now. Okay, They'll, they'll actually you. do fine because sometimes if you sow them, like they're not doing much over the winter anyways. So, okay. um, yeah, if you put them out there now, they should be fine. Okay, dear. And can we, you know, just that top of the birch tree we got left to – uh, I know because I can tell from last year. Can we rage pot it now, or should we wait a bit? Dude? I would wait a little bit. Wait till the the buds are swelling. I get past this cool week, and then oh. the following week, start putting the hose on it for a few days. Just do the soaker hose first, and okay. then hit it with the rage plus. It's supposed to warm up really nice on that third week in May, or I mean April. Okay. And so that's when I would do it. That okay, would be a perfect, perfect. time. 
Perfect. And I'd like a suggestion from you for a really pretty big tree, uh, not evergreen, that I can plant in front of my kitchen window um, in the garden. I, um, I really like some of the pear trees, like the. Cause you get that, yeah. You get that. You get the really nice early blooms on them, and so they get that pure white bloom. Get some fruit, especially if it's near the garden. I think it's always nice to add a little bit of fruit, and they're just they're nice shape. So, you bet. And yeah, it's in so, the garden, so I think that will look pretty. Yeah, and we have the Paul pear and uh, the one. They're a little bit better. You get a little bit more fruit on them. Okay. So they're they're really quite nice. Okay, we're in. Thank you All so right. much. All right. We'll talk to you soon. Take care. You bet. Ciao. Bye-bye. All right. Let's go to where are we at for time? Uh, yeah, actually, we got to go. We got to go. Actually, we're going to take a quick break. You're listening to Let's Talk Gardening on 77CHQR. It's mostly cloudy and minus two in downtown Calgary. Good morning from Global News. It's 930. I'm Megan Cobb. Calgary police have laid have charged Ryan Jose with one count of an indecent act in connection to an incident in Mission on Thursday. Police say a woman was followed by a man in a truck and drove past her multiple times before attempting to talk to her while allegedly engaged in an indecent act. Nearly 60,000 UCP members will receive a ballot in the coming days to vote on Jason Kenney's leadership. The ballots must be into the auditor by May 11th, and the results will be released May 18th. And the Trudeau government has promised another $100 million in humanitarian assistance for those fleeing Ukraine. A chance of flurries today with a high of 4 degrees. That chance of flurries continues overnight, cooling to a low of minus 6, sun and cloud, and 1 degree for tomorrow. It's minus two. Breaking news when it happens. Our next update at 10. I'm Megan Cobb. Welcome back to Let's Talk Gardening. I'm Earl Coombs. I'm going to go right to the phone lines. We're going to go to Al. Good morning, Al. Hello. Hi, Al. How can I help you? Good morning, Merle. Yeah, too bad Jen's gone. Uh, I was going to tell you guys that since I met you there uh, this week, I was going to let her know that she's definitely the pretty one. <laughs> I, well, that's what they, I used to have a gig on TV, but I think they decided that I just have the face for radio, so they decided <laughs> to just keep me on radio. So right. it's probably better off for all of us. <laughs> yeah, Jen, has a, she has the welcoming smile, so that's definitely I, I don't disagree with you there, sir. You got it. Uh, How can I help I did, you on your garden? I sent you a photo this morning. I I just learned how to do that, and it's on my Saskatoon bush. Okay. Um, let me just go through. Um, what is the? What's your last couple digits of your phone number? Uh, six three. Okay. So I'll take a quick look. What's it doing? Or. Uh, it's uh that's the second year's growth on it from taking it right down. Yeah. And uh, when I had a good look at it the other day, it's got white speckles all the way through all of these uh, shoots. Yeah. Now I I didn't know if that is. Uh, that's uh, fairly normal. If it's on the bark, that is the normal feature of a lot of the prunus family. Um, okay. 
so and some of the fruit bearing shrubs and cherries and things of like that you'll see those white dots on quite a few of them so okay i think if i've got should an, be apple, totally fine. an apple about 15 feet away and it's the same way same color yep. bark, but the half yep. don't have it yeah so just a l- little bit different family to the hascaps, but the majority of it on those, I, I would I wouldn't worry at all. Like if and next time you're if you're coming in and maybe just if you want to cut a piece off, just bring it into the to the garden center and uh, grab Terry, Chris, or I, and we'll be able to tell you if it's if there's any issues. But I would uh, pretty much guarantee that that's just the normal. A lot of the fruit trees have that. So yeah, I tried to give it a little rub, but I mean they're on their solid. Yeah. So okay. yeah, that's because it could be scale. Because um, I, I I was checking my pear tree um, a couple of days ago. Same thing. I, I noticed they seem to, and they always stick out a bit more at this time of year because you're you're looking at the bark with no leaves, so you tend to notice every little blemish. So I was just right. straight same thing, and it, it was just the same thing. The bark markings um, similar to the to the apple and a lot of the other fruit trees. So totally fine. Excellent. All righty. Have a great day. You too. Thanks. Thanks, Al. Bye-bye. All right. I'm going to go to the phone line. We're going to go to Dan. Good morning, Dan. Good morning, Merle. Hey, how can I help you? Oh, I don't think you can with this one. Oh, <laughs> all right. Let's give her a shot. I hope you're sitting down. Okay. I planted German red garlic last October. Okay. I have a raised bed garden. Yep. Planted it. Three inches deep, pointy side up, gave it water. Then then we had cold, and then it turned warm and cold, and then warm, so I didn't water it after the cold. Yeah. So I'm thinking, well, I should have seen a sprout or something by now. So I decided to dig up, because I had marked it with uh, stakes yeah. and a line. So I dug up. Merle, I cannot find any signs that I ever planted garlic. <laughs> it's all, <laughs> I know it's funny, but I'm, you know, I'm sitting here going nuts, and I'm thinking, no, no, I know I did, because I had too and, much garlic for where it was going, so I put some in a container, too, so I dug up the container, and it's completely dissolved. Like, I, I, I can't find it. See, and, yeah, that, that if it was, there, there was no holes, you don't think anything dug in there? No, no, no. Like, yeah, because you'd be able to tell if a squirrel, they always they don't fill the holes back in. They just go in and steal it. And, no, the, and, the land was still as level as what, what I left it. And, and Yeah, but for it to decompose over the winter, it, I almost think it would be like almost impossible. Me because, too. Yeah. And I kept digging deeper and deeper and deeper like a fool, right? But, yeah, but there is, you know what, there is some of these ground mice and some of those um, burrowing critters that they could have taken it from underneath. Like, do you ever notice? Because I, I had a really weird experience. I was sitting at our campground um, down at Spruce It Up. We have a little thing down by the creek. And I was sitting there, and I'm just sitting there in a chair, just relaxing. It was lunchtime. And all of a sudden, there's, there's like there's this three-foot weed. And I watch it. It, it starts shaking, right? So I'm like, okay, what's going on? It's kind of freaky. I didn't even have a beer or nothing at lunch. I was just sitting there, and I was in, it just disappeared. It just, the whole three-foot weed <laughs> got pulled down into the ground, sort of like those old cartoons when you used to see it get pulled in. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, yeah, but that's, like honestly, this three-foot weed 
just got pulled down into the ground and then just gone. So I, I would guess, but if it's in a raised planter, though, is it connected right to the ground as well? Yeah, like I made them out of okay. uh, cement yeah. blocks, right? Okay, yeah. And uh, that might explain that one, but the ones that I put in the container... They're gone as well. Yeah, like, I don't know. Like, were they fresh garlic, or were they were they aged? Like, were they set well, to be a bulb, I bought like, them from your store last October. Yeah. Okay, so then they would be yeah. So then that's late in the season. Yeah, that's that's weird. Yep. Yeah. Really strange. Yeah. Sorry, I, you're right. I can't help you there. We can only have uh, we could come up with some good conspiracy theories. I'm yeah, sure it was like, Trump. It was yeah. Trump's fault or something. I'll, I'll go to or Jason Kenny. Okay. Out of two feet, and then I'll be satisfied. But one other question <laughs> right. for you. Sure. We have a nanook plant. Yeah. Um, it doesn't like underwater. It doesn't like overwater. How do I judge how much water? What size pot do you have it in? Right now, it's in about a uh, about a twelve inch pot. So pretty big. So it can dry out. So on some of that, if you kind of go on the two week period of watering, but yep. a good watering, like where if you take it in the sink, let, let it drain out the bottom. Um, if you did that every two weeks, that'll be almost perfect. You just want to let it dry in between waterings. And then as we get into the longer days now, it becomes a lot easier. In the wintertime, I'd probably water that once a month. Okay. Because uh, they are like a succulent. like they, can, they hold moisture in their leaves, and they can run a little bit drier. Yeah. And again, depends if you have it right in a window in a real hot spot a little bit more often, obviously. But and once you get into the heat of the summer, you might even do once a week. But I think for the most part, it sounds like it could probably go a week and a half to two weeks if you're giving them that good thorough watering in a ten inch pot. Okay, yeah, I'll uh, I'll give that a try. And after you water, just feel the weight of it, and then when you, when you get closer to the week, just pick it up, and you'll kind of you'll feel the difference. It'll feel lighter, and then then you know it's dried out. Yeah, because about two weeks ago I did that. I ran the water through until it came out yep. the bottom. Perfect. And now I'm looking at, you know, like the, the tips of the leaves turning brown, which is over water, right? Well, it could also be underwater. Okay. Usually if it goes yellow, a lot of times it's over water on those. But you're always going to get tips browning in Calgary. It's just because our air is so dry. Yeah, yeah. So that's normal, unless you have a really good humidifier in your house where you're keeping it at that... 40 percent 35 40 percent um um you're gonna get the brown tip so yeah, it, that's it's, it's tough here because we got giant windows to the east yep and you know it gets warm in here yep so that's normal mm -hmm. so I, I that's you're gonna get those tips on all your adresinas and any of those ones as well the nanooks and peace lilies all that stuff so well totally I'll, normal. Uh, what I'll do is I'll bring my lawn chair and a six-pack, and we'll go down to the picnic grounds there, and we'll swap stories about garlic and three-foot weed. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds perfect. Thanks, Appreciate bro. it. All right. Take care, yeah. sir. All right. Talk to you soon. Bye-bye. Yeah, I look forward to that, and uh, I always enjoy when uh, when people uh, stop and say hi down at the Garden Center. But right now, we got to take a quick break. You're listening to Let's Talk Gardening on 170 CHQR. Welcome back to Let's Talk Gardening. I'm Merle Coombs, and you're listening to Let's Talk Gardening. 
And we're going to go to the phone line. We're going to go to Kim. Good morning, Kim. Hey, good morning. I was just wondering if the tip gets knocked off a newly sprouted garden lily, is it done for the season or is the bulb done for good or? Um, for the most part, it, it'll probably send up. Is this, this starting to pop out of the ground and it just kind of got knocked off? Yeah. Yeah, it should be totally fine. It'll it'll send out a couple more new ones. Oh, it might okay. even help it get thicker, yeah. Oh, okay. So, All right, sounds great. Thanks. You should be good to go. Okay, take care. Thanks. Bye. Thanks, Kim. Bye-bye. All right, and I'm going to go to Caroline. Good morning, Caroline. Hello. Hi there. Hi. Caroline. Well, hi. Sorry. No worries. Uh, I dropped, I dropped my How can phone. I help you? <laughs> I'm no um, working, last year I put in a raised bed garden with sort of mixed results. I'm not sure what I did wrong, but I guess I need like a class or something. Do you know of anything <laughs> like that where I can get I w- um, Well, you come down to the garden center. Are you in, are you, you're in Calgary? Yes. yes okay. Yes. Um and if you if actually and this is the time of year when even if you come down to the garden center, um, you can just and chat with like Terry, Chris, Brad, they're there this like on these weekends and during the day. Yeah, and they'll be able to steer you with the right products and they can show you right firsthand. But also what I can do for you, I'm gonna give you a big yellow bag. I'm gonna help you out with that. What? And so yeah. So our good friends oh. at Eagle Lake Landscape Supply, and they have a great selection of of soils in the in their bag. So we're going to give you a big yellow bag, and that's oh, going to help rejuvenate your soil and get you on the right track. Oh, and that's, that's how how do I re- rejuvenate? I don't know anything. How do I rejuvenate okay. the soil? So what I want to do is sort of start with the soil and just turn it over, get it lumpy. And then when you get your big yellow bag or some amendments, you add the amendments and then you just turn it over two or three times, right? And depending on how bad the soil is, you might have to do it three or four times. Just keep adding a bit more soil, turn it over until it feels really good. You know, like when you do oh, yeah. a, like a cake batter or or your bread or something, you know, when you need something, it just feels, feels right. Same with your soil. If you feel it feels really crummy and dry, Keep adding right. some stuff. If it feels really sticky and too much, you, they need some more granular. So there's uh, oh. so just so just when you you'll get a nice feel for your soil, you'll just say, "Hey, this this feels nice to work in. I'd like to grow in that." And I, I uh, really want to get a nice feel for garden vegetable gardening because my last yeah, have- crop was not good. Yeah, it was hard, too, because it was so hot, too. So some of the things we have to watch where we're putting them, proper watering, and uh, but you should be good to go. And uh, some of the products from the Eagle Lake Turf with the big yellow bag um, will definitely give you on the right track. So uh, if, you, oh, if I just put you on hold, um, Tony's oh. going to take your name and number, and that's he'll get awesome. all your credentials. We'll get you set up, <laughs> and we'll Thank get you. you a big yellow bag delivered right to your house. Oh, thank you so much. And I'll definitely be down there with some questions because I Yeah, please do that. It's the best time because even like at this time of year, we have a little bit more time. We're not quite as busy. And we we would help you in the the busy time too. But now if you need that extra five minutes, we can spend a little bit more time with you. Thank you so very much. I appreciate everything. Yeah, take care. Bye-bye. All right. So uh, Tony will look after Carolyn there. And... I'm going to take a quick break, and when we come back, we'll hit the phone lines again. You're listening to 
Let's Talk Gardening on 770-CHQR. Welcome back to Let's Talk Gardening. I'm going to go to the phone line. We're going to go to Gordon. Good morning, Gordon. Good morning, Merle. How First you doing? thing is, I'm not going to move into your neighborhood. You got buck thieves running around. <laughs> yeah, no, they. Uh, it's uh, and actually, just one ravine over from my place, you can see where the big lodge is. They have it actually right in between two sections of houses. There's a creek that goes through. They have their big lodge set up, so they're they're they've moved right in, so they're ready to ready to stay. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Um, on uh, Friday, I was at a function, and uh, I liberated uh, the um, pineapple crown out of a out of a fruit tray. Yep. Now I'm I have it uh, sitting on a table, just uh, uh, having the uh, the crown exposed. So how long am I supposed to have it? Before I plant it into, um... you can leave it for a few days. Like just let it callous over, and yep. then so if it's been a couple of three or four days already, just dip it into some rooting hormone. Okay, <laughs> and if I don't have rooting that... hormone, what can I use? Um, you can go right into soil, um, or some people have tried the water. I find it rots more with the water, so I would just go right into the soil and and just keep it a little bit moist, not wet for the first three or four weeks but keep it fairly moist okay i i the only soil i got is succulent and cacti that's soil. perfect it'll be fine okay all righty all right good luck with that let me know how that goes gord thanks okay all righty bye-bye bye bye all right and i got a little bit of time i'm gonna go to craig good morning craig actually craig's gone yep sorry about that we're gonna go to brian good morning brian Good morning. Hey, how are you? Now, well, now we got we got the other half. Maybe not the better half, but we got the other half. Well, yeah, well, fair <laughs> enough. There. <laughs> how you doing, man? Good. Good, good. How can we help you? Um. Well, I'm losing a battle against gophers out here, but um, you know, on the north end of our get property, the, we got get the 20... giant destroyer, Brian. Did you guys try those? I've got about 800 holes. Yeah, that's fine. The giant destroyer will work. I guarantee it. Like. If you haven't, um, we had some come through the garden center about four, four or five years ago, and they were coming in. It was crazy. Like, they were so bold. They'd jump right onto the bird seed and rip the bags open right in front of you. It yeah. was just – so I used a giant destroyer, and we haven't seen a gopher for four years. So, Okay. Well, no. I'm just packing it full of pea gravel right now. But my kids, yeah, don't waste a pea, yeah, don't waste your pea gravel. Just come get a few packs of giant destroyers and yeah. get yourself a wet – like if you have an old, like an old big heavy towel or burlap sack, get it yep. nice and wet. Yep. Throw the smoke bomb down into one of the holes where you know there's some action, and yep. then just cover it with the uh, with the burlap sack, and yep. it won't take long, and you won't have that issue anymore. Okay. Well, yeah, I, I think I got a million that might disagree with you, but okay. <laughs> oh, and right now is a perfect time because they haven't, like, the babies aren't up and all that stuff, so. Well, they popped um, up out here almost five weeks ago, Merle. I've never oh. seen it. Like <laughs> yeah, so I've never seen it so, like this. Yeah, the, honestly, that's the one thing like the giant destroyer. And I'm not into doing that to critters, obviously. But when they get so bad like that, it's yeah. you got to contain them. And honestly, it works because it all happens underground, so you don't see it. It's not, and it's yeah. all just it's done. So, 
No um, worries. Just, well, thanks for that. But that's not why I was actually calling. I was just being okay. a grumpy about that. So, um, on the north end of the property there, um, Reeve and I grabbed about 25 of the little blue spruce from you guys about four years ago. Yep. And now they're about three feet, three, yeah, between three and four feet. They're all healthy. I got them on a bubbler line. Yep. But I only did them about five feet apart. So now I want to take every other one and extend it down the line. What can I put in where I've already got the bubblers for the shelter belt? Like it's right at the north end of our property. There. I know it's been a yeah, while. Yeah. So on those, yeah, but those ones in between, you could either do something like if you wanted to do a tree, you could do something that's a bit more vase shaped, like a gladiator crab or something. Okay, um, yeah, because you know the spruce go pointed, yeah, and then the other one goes vase shape, so you kind of do the opposite shape as the spruce, so so that way when they grow in, they won't grow totally into each other. Okay, um, but they'll be okay to uh, live right beside the blue spruce. Yeah, yeah, totally fine. Or you just right, do a velocia lilac or something like that in between. Well, we've got enough lilacs it. in the interior, right? Yep. And I've done enough poplars around the other exterior and the double fence line there. So I just want something that'll go in because, um, you know, we've already got the mature trees. We've got about 20 yep. of them right there. And then, yeah, yeah, so like, just start with a 5 or 10-gallon yeah, gladiator like that would be perfect. Okay. Well, I guess I'll come and see you for gopher stuff on Monday. <laughs> yeah, we got lots there. We got a, just got a bunch in, so you're good to go. Okay, so how many would I need? Like, I'm not kidding. I've got about 800 holes. Yeah, but it covers a lot because uh, so it know goes where the down. Big ones are, right? Yeah, so I would uh, I would probably get three or four packs, and there's five or six sticks in each one, and okay. that would probably do you. Alrighty. Yeah, because they're not friends for our horses, right? So. No, not at all. All right. Good luck. Let all me right, know thanks, that. Man. It'll work for sure. All right. Take Alrighty. care. Alrighty. All right, and we got to take a break. You're listening to Let's Talk Gardening on 770 CHQR. Mostly cloudy and minus two in downtown Calgary. Good morning from Global News. It's 10 o'clock. I'm Megan Cobb. Charges have been laid following a disturbing encounter one woman experienced after she said a man followed her and exposed himself on a busy street in the city's southwest community of Mission. Global's Courtney Davidson reports. In a release, Calgary police say on Thursday at 4.30 p.m., a woman was walking near 4th Street and Elbow Drive when she noticed a man in a white Dodge truck who appeared to be following her. It's believed that the driver of the truck attempted to speak to the victim while he was engaged in an indecent act. The victim screamed and the man fled in the truck southbound along 4th Street. 28-year-old Ryan Jose of Calgary has been charged with one count of committing an indecent act and will next appear in court on May 3rd. In the release, Calgary police say, quote, Every Calgarian should feel safe walking anywhere in our city and we are working with our community to ensure our response to issues meets their needs. We acknowledge that there were frustrations regarding our response time to this incident and we are working to determine exactly what occurred. Courtney Davidson, Global News. The City of Calgary is looking at one-way traffic, narrowing the road, and installing gates along Crescent Road to help combat the noise, garbage, speeding, and crime residents say is becoming more of a problem in the area. Crescent Heights resident Stephen Mirando supports a road closure but says rumble strips, better lighting, and more enforcement would help too. We want people to come here. We want people to enjoy the area, whether it's pedestrians, bicyclists, exercise people. What we don't want to continue to happen is the chaos. 
The city is looking for the public's input on a new master plan that is expected to be submitted to council this summer. It's an emotional weekend for Calgary's Sudanese community as the body of Latjor Tool was laid to rest yesterday. Tool was shot and killed by Calgary police who say officers responded to a weapons complaint and efforts to de-escalate the situation failed. Investigators say Tool was holding a knife and a stick, adding a witness reported he hit someone with the stick and attacked a police dog. Friends and families of Tool say he was struggling with mental health issues after life as a child soldier in Sudan, and they believe the situation should have been handled differently. The Alberta Serious Incident Response Team is investigating the shooting. Premier Jason Kenney spoke to UCP members yesterday ahead of ballots being sent out for his mail-in leadership review. Mount Royal University political scientist Wayne Bratt says there were elements in his speech yesterday that attracted conservative voters. He even used for the first time in my awareness the term critical race theory, which he said was embedded into the uh, previous curriculum, which is just nonsense, but is again really strong rhetoric for supporters who, who believe him, that he's the only person between chaos and the socialists. Bratt says Kenny will still have a tough time keeping the party unified after May 18th if the vote is even slightly close. Close to 60,000 UCP members will receive ballots for the vote in the coming days. If Kenny fails to get a majority support, a leadership race must be called. Kenny says he will step down if that's the case, but says if he wins, he expects everyone, including dissidents, to rally behind him. Ukrainian authorities have urged civilians in the east to evacuate in the face of an imminent Russian offensive. Reporter Terry Moran has more. Russian air assaults are hammering cities across Ukraine, especially in the east. Missile strikes in Kharkiv, Odessa and elsewhere deepen the sense here that the worst of this war is yet to come. The stairs collapsed, she says. The windows and doors were knocked out. Miraculously, I survived. On the ground, new satellite images show columns of Russian vehicles heading to the east this weekend. Meanwhile, Russian shelling of Ukraine's key port of Mariupol has collapsed several humanitarian corridors that were established to help people leave the war zone. Yesterday, the Trudeau government committed another $100 million in humanitarian assistance for Ukraine. Taking a look at sports, the Calgary Flames went 4-0 on the road thanks to a 4-1 win over the Seattle Kraken last night. The Flames are back home on Tuesday when they host Seattle. Global news, Sky Tracker weather, there is a chance of flurries today will reach a high of 4 degrees. That chance of flurries carries on into the night, cooling to a low of minus 6. A mix of sun and cloud and 1 degree for tomorrow and a chance of flurries in minus 6 on Tuesday. It's minus 2 at 10.05. Breaking news when it happens, our next update at 10.30. I'm Megan Cobb. Welcome back to Lester Gardening, and we're going to give away a $100 gift card to 1-800-GOT-JUNK. So we're just going to do the second caller to 403-974-8255. If you'd like to have a little help cleaning up the backyard or get rid of some of that junk out of the house, 1-800-GOT-JUNK. And you can also check them out on their website at 1-800-GOT-JUNK.com. All right, and uh, Tony will get you all your info, whoever calls in for that. and. Uh, and uh, it'll help you get going here early in the season to get things cleaned up. But right now we're going to go to the phone line. We're going to go to Alice. Good morning, Alice. Hello. Hi. How can I help you? Well, I'm. Uh, I need to know about compost, manure, 
dirt and mulch. I know you put the mulch on top, but when do you use the compost and the manure and to what ratio in your garden beds? It really depends. I guess um, a lot of people, like some of the compost has some manures that mixed in it. Um, so you can get a compost mix. Um, I, I I like to use either or. You can use one, and a lot of times it's good doing it right now, like early spring. So if you get yourself some good bags of compost and uh, turn over your beds first. And I like to put two or three inches over all the soil and then just mix that in. And again, like I mentioned to the earlier caller, you, you start feel what the soil, if it feels, still feels really hard and dry, then add a little bit more. And uh, and and this create a good, nice feeling soil. Like stick your okay. fingers through it. Um, so either one works quite well. Just be careful on the manures. If you are getting like fresh manure from a, a farm or something, it really should be aged for a couple of years. It so would be in burn. the bags, yeah. Okay, if you get in the bags, it's already gone through that process, so you'll be totally fine. So um, with the manure, you can't burn your roots if it's well, you if, buy it in the bag. It's too older. Much, yeah, yeah, you can. You can still burn, um, but too much isn't a good thing. Like it's it's just too rich, and it's just there's too much nitrogen. Like it's just too much food instantly so you want just a good ratio so if you're asking for a ratio i'd say probably 20 percent, 15 20 percent of uh, manure or compost to loam or existing soil okay so you don't want to use both then the compost is good enough you don't yeah really need compost the manure. Is fine yeah yeah you don't need the manure um, okay. and and if you're growing veggies we have a really good fertilizer like a, it's called the groundskeeper's pride it's an organic fertilizer. You just sprinkle it into the soil. It's a slow release. You mix that in, cultivate that into the soil after. So that gives you a little bit more of a controlled feed. And that sometimes when you're using manures or compost, you don't know what you're getting, like totally of the nitrogen, phosphate, and potash in there. So that's why I like to add the, the actual fertilizer. So if you know you're doing more of a root crop, you 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 would use like the bone meal, and if you if you want more nitrogen, you can use blood meal. Or we have this all like a good uh, groundskeeper's pride fertilizer. It's like a eight four twelve, I think is the numbers. And so you could use that in first in your bed. Absolutely, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, into okay. your soil, you'll be great. Okay, alrighty. Okay, and that giant destroyer is that? I I know what he was talking about for gophers, but is that for voles too? It's hard to use on voles because unless you can really find the hole, because it, it's sort of like a, it's like a stogie. It's the size of a stogie cigar, like a big Cuban cigar. Um, so it has a wick on the end of it. So what you do is you light the wick and you throw it down the hole and then you cover the hole up. And then when it smokes, all the smoke goes down through all the tunnels underground. Okay. So like I've um, got them under my shed. I could stick one of those under the shed. It was yeah, not going to blow up have, my shed. <laughs> no, no, it won't blow up your shed. Um, but just, just make sure if it's in the city and smokes, make sure the holes are covered up um, just so, and most of it just stays underground. So if, if you, if, if it has a big enough hole where you can stick that down, you can use it okay. and uh, you should be good to go. Okay. And last week I missed about the lady with the sweet peas. Is she having a class or a course or something? Well, she did. She did have a, she did okay. a talk yesterday at the, uh, 
with the Carrie Hort Society. Okay. Um, she phones in quite a bit, and actually, she might even call in today. I, when I chatted with her yesterday, I mentioned to her to call in. We could do a quick little summary on her on her sweet peas. Okay. Um, her place is down in Pincher Creek, so. Ah, uh, okay. Well, I planted my sweet peas already, yeah, no, probably too too early. It's but a I planted little bit them, early, but not bad. I, I planted them indoors in toilet paper rolls. Okay, yeah, no, you'll be fine then. Yeah, and, and then, then just, how do you keep them from damping off? Um, well, just or keep from them going, going moldy. Like, well, is, is the fresh air. They don't like to get too hot, so once they've germinated and come up to that one or two inches. You can transplant them into soil, and then at that point, put them out on those warm days. Put them outside. Like you can almost plant them probably the third week in April. You can put them right really? into the ground. Yep. Outside. Yep. I thought you yeah, had to wait for the May long weekend. Not for those. They're pretty tough. They can. Okay. Like um, when I was talking to her yesterday, Diane, she has hers in the unheated greenhouse. Um, in Pincher Creek right now. So even with the cool nights and stuff, they mm -hmm. like that better. If they get too warm, they get long and leggy, and mm -hmm. then you get that powdery mildew, they sort of mm -hmm. turn off, so they're not great. Okay. Well, slugs have got mine every year, well, the last two years. So this year I thought I'd get a good start, get them good and healthy, and use the copper around them. Yeah. You sh yeah, Pure Spray Green works really good as well um, for that powdery mildew on there, so... Pure spray, pure spray, spray green. green. But the biggest thing is just keep good airflow, get them out early. And uh, like I said, they don't like being in a real warm window where it's real hot. They, do, they don't like that. So Okay. Alrighty. And keep them covered till they sprout? Yep. Okay. I hope it works. <laughs> it sounds like you're on the right track. And I think Diane will probably call in her uh, spidey sense always kicks in, it seems, when I... If I yeah, she is on the line actually. So she I, uh, to you. Yeah. So whenever uh, if I say sweet pea, she uh, she tends <laughs> to call in, which is actually very helpful. So it's a and good thing. And what's her last so, name? Can I find her online? Yeah. Well, if you look up Bailey Hill Greenhouse. Bailey Hill. Yeah, it's in Pincher Creek. Okay. So, yeah, if you're going down that way, stop in and have a look. Okay. Alrighty. Okay. Thank Thanks. you so much. All right. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye now. All right. Okay. And a uh, quick little congratulations to Karen. She was the received the 1-800-GOT-JUNK $100 gift card. So uh, congrats to Karen. And I'm going to go to the phone line. I think I have Diane on there. We'll squeeze her in ahead. Good morning, Diane. Good morning, Merle. Good morning. How are We're you? getting snow. If you've got snow... No, we got clouds are moving very quickly, though. Like, you watch them race across the sky, oh, uh, but okay. no snow. We got sort of the, uh, the the typical spring blue sky, gray clouds sort of zooming through. So There's it's nothing not like so bad. springtime in Alberta, is there? <laughs> <laughs> oh, absolutely. Um, so how did your talk go yesterday? It went really, really well. I got lost on, what do you call it, sat. Um, on the satellite trying to give us directions, which was kind of a hoot. But so okay. we were a little bit late and went dashing in with about three minutes to set up. So oh, nice. it all worked out beautifully. We had a really fun show and some really good questions and some enthusiasm. And it's great just to, you know, get the, get people growing sweet peas, right? Absolutely. So um, maybe can you give us a little quick little rundown? We've got a couple minutes here. Maybe so someone wants to plant some sweet peas today. 
what 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 maybe give us a quick little rundown on what uh what we should do or how to sure. do it um well the worst thing you can do is give them heat because they will not germinate over 15 degrees and they're not keen at 10. Um, they need to be in a really cool room, but with some really good light. So not a lot of people have that. But um, putting them in your hot living room window at 25 degrees is not going to do them at all. That's just not going to work. Yeah. So they need to be cool. And like you said, they need air moving around them. They need to be sort of where they can see some daylight. Yeah. And, you know, some the best light you can and as cold as you can without freezing them, obviously. Yeah. So even on days like this where it's quite – it's still above zero, um, they can go outside, like, if it's a cool – like, in the Well, in a you spot. can. Well, it's not. It's about five <laughs> below here, so I wouldn't put them outside here. But okay. as long as – I mean, they can actually tolerate, you know, up to five below without really worrying about it. Um, okay. Because in my cold greenhouse right now, it's it's still only just it's about minus three, I think, in the greenhouse, okay. and they'll be fine. They're they're covered with a bit of frost cover, and they might get a little droopy, but they will pick up just fine. They don't mind that as long as it doesn't go to twenty below, and then I'll be in big trouble and have to okay, cancel so, sales. But say if someone wants to, um, they have a pack of seeds today. Um, so they just uh, would you be would you recommend doing it in paper towel like she had mentioned or no, would you go they right into being soil twiddled around with you know the less you okay. play with your seeds the better what so you put need them right is into a, soil I put them right into soil a really deep sort of cover I suppose toilet rolls aren't too bad but they need to get their roots straight down so okay, so all, would you plant it a couple inches down not that far no no an inch deep enough is probably more than enough um keep them moist keep them cool and like you said lots of airflow around them and keep them cool and they'll come up like crazy and you'll okay. get sweet peas much earlier this way you can get sweet peas blooming by june and sweet peas love june because it's well except last year um yep. they love june because it's usually our wettest month I mean, yes. last year that didn't quite come off, but we hope we don't get two years in a yeah, row. Yeah, so that's so it's cool, but still warm enough during the day. There's cool nights, it, and that's sort of the sweet pea heaven. That's what they love. Yes. Yep. Yep. Okay. That's what they so, love, and they're like a bit like clematis in that they like to keep their feet cool and they want to reach the sun when they're outside. Okay. So, uh, and I'd mentioned she could probably plant them outside that last week in April. First week in May, is that That's too early well, or is that fine? You know, every year is different here. I mean, it's worth a try outside. I mean, I don't tell people not to. I just, I don't plant anything outside because it's just too, you can never tell what the weather's going to do, can you? No. So, you know, I've had lots of people go, oh, yeah, well, we planted a packet of seeds and, well, we only got two up, so we planted another packet and now we've got three more. And to me, this seems like an awful lot of work to get, sweet peas going um yeah not that it can't be done it can be done i just want my sweet peas blooming by june because they love yes. june yeah they perform much better right you said the the coolness that's like if people if they plant their tulips in a in a shady spot they don't come up to july and they just never look good they don't like the heat like that's when they it. finally do come up it's too warm and they just look ah they like they just that go, cool, wow crisp. what happened yes yep Yes, All right. Exactly. Well, thanks, Diane, for calling in. I appreciate it. 
And thank I'm you glad so everything... much, Merle, for everything. I sure appreciate it. I yeah, do. Glad it went well down there, and uh, and uh, to... hopefully get some visitors down to see you. I hope so. I hope so All dearly. Right. Yes. Thank All you right. so care. much. All right. Bye. Bye. All right, and I got to take a break. You're listening to Let's Talk Gardening on 770-CHQR. Welcome back to Let's Talk Gardening. I'm Merle Coombs, and Let's Talk Gardening is brought to you by Spruce It Up Garden Center. Calgary's year-round full-service garden center. Spruce it up, green it up, prune it up. We got you covered. Yeah, all the divisions are going uh, hot and heavy right now, pruning up. Going out like crazy. Landscaping crew started up last week, so it's good to see that. They've already got a couple projects on the way, which is it's good to see. And uh, Chris is firing up her green it up. The yard maintenance division is starting up again this week here, so it's good to see everyone's rolling along, so kind of cool. All right now we're going to go to the phone lines, and we're going to go to Cara. Good morning, Cara. Good morning. Hi. How can you help you? I'm just curious. So last fall we planted a thousand heads of garlic in our garden, and okay. uh, this week it's supposed they're all up like at least an inch, an inch and a half. And this week it's supposed to get to like minus nine. Should we be covering them, or are they good to go? I think you'll be fine. You might get a little bit of like a tip burn on them. Garlic is pretty tough, um, okay. so you're going to be totally fine. Like, uh, okay. it'll, it'll, uh, we might even get a little bit of moisture with it, which is, well, beneficial as well. But, right. uh, garlic is tough. And if you got a thousand heads, like I said, it won't go down deep enough to, to cause any damage. You might get a little bit of tip burn on them, but other than that, you'll be totally fine. Okay. So we kind of live really close to a big hill and storms go to the right and go to the left, but they never really hit us. So we've got irrigation out here. <laughs> yeah. Should we? Yeah, it's great. <laughs> we kind of live in God's country. It never, it never rains in God's country. Um, should we be like, because we haven't had a lot of moisture, should we be watering them before it gets cold or just leave them? I, I would just leave right it. Now? Yeah. I would just leave them as it is right now. It's sort of like they're gauging it. We're still getting some pretty cool nights. Like it's probably like we've had lots of nights in the last few days, like sort of that minus five, minus six. So right. I, I think I think you're going to be totally fine. Like they they know what they're getting into as they come up. So um, right. so what do you do with all that garlic? If you don't mind me asking, is this a like a bit of a commercial? Or you just love garlic. Uh, <laughs> we keep the vampires away. It's been working. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you haven't seen one. Haven't seen one for ten years, so it's working. Yeah, great. We're safe. We haven't been bit yet. No, yeah. um, we. I dehydrate a lot of garlic because the dehydrated garlic salt and garlic powder is far superior to anything you get in the store. Yeah. Yeah. So okay. I dehydrate a whole bunch. I I uh, pickle it. I yeah. We just uh, and we don't smell like garlic oddly enough, but yeah, no, we love garlic here. Yeah, okay. No, I was just curious. It sounded like a lot. But once you start doing it, you start doing a few things with it. I guess it doesn't take long to, to use up a bunch of heads of garlic, right? So No, it doesn't. And, like, I do it over the course of the year as well. So, you know, it's not like I dehydrate a thousand heads of garlic in one day. It's, like, over the course of the whole So whole do you winter, start so. with fresh cloves every year, or do you save some of your own and just replant them, like your new ones? Or how do you... I do both, actually. I'll buy some okay. new ones, and I'll keep back other ones, yeah. Okay. Do you keep track of, of both so you know what? Well, ultimately, what are... that I'm supposed to, but uh, no. 
I yeah, did, no, I was just curious because yeah, it is, yeah, because you would want to know if if you're having problems with stuff that you, you if your own third generation garlic rather than introducing a, a new, like that same with seed potatoes. I get people sometimes if they try to reuse their own potatoes all the time, they end up with problems. So, right. so yeah, so, okay, curious. No, I was just, uh, just, just always ask a little, I've never grown that much garlic, so I just... Uh, well, I'd like to ask you questions as well. <laughs> after about 600 heads of planting last year, we were kind of wondering why we were planting a thousand, but I had them there, and I was yeah. I've yeah, got friends that are like, oh, we know where to get. Well, I know where to get garden, uh, uh, garlic. garlic from, and I'm like, who says it's for sale? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, don't ask such a dumb question why we're planting a thousand, because we have a thousand. That's why. <laughs> you want to be here to help plant, maybe you'll get some, but other than that, I don't know. <laughs> exactly. All right. Well, thank you so much, Kara. Take care. Awesome. And I do have one more quick question. So okay, I heard that you sure. can plant carrots in the fall as well. Yeah. Carrots um, and spinach. Um, oh. You can in the fall as well. Spinach is awesome. I usually get, no one sent me any pictures this year, but typically I'll get um, spinach pictures coming up at this time of year. And it okay. just looks so good. It looks just that crisp. Like, it looks so good. And usually there's a little snow on it. You'll get the picture of this beautiful spinach coming up. So Okay, yeah, it's good. Because we've got uh, chickens in our yard. Well, we live on a farm, so we've got chickens. And I grew spinach and Swiss chard and kale and stuff like that for the chickens. So, yeah, that's that's good to know. I'll yeah, spinach and garlic goes perfect, right? Butter up some of that with garlic and spinach. There you go. Mm. I know what I'm having for lunch. <laughs> there you go. All right. Okay, thanks, Merle. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye. All right. Love that. And we're going to go. We're going to take a quick break. When we return, if you want to join us, phone lines are open, I think. Might be a couple spots. 403-974-8255. You're listening to Let's Talk Gardening on 770-CHQR. Mostly cloudy and zero in downtown Calgary. Good morning from Global News. It's 1030. I'm Megan Cobb. Police have charged 28-year-old Ryan Jose for allegedly exposing himself to a woman walking in mission on Thursday afternoon. Police say the woman was followed by a man in a truck and he drove past her multiple times before attempting to talk to her while allegedly engaged in an indecent act. The City of Calgary is asking for the public's input into a master plan for changes to Crescent Road to address the noise, garbage, speeding and crime being reported by residents in the area. And ballots will be sent to close to 60,000 UCP members in the coming days to vote on Premier Jason Kenney's fate as leader of the United Conservative Party. Ballots must be returned by May 11th and results will be announced May 18th. A chance of flurries and a high of 4 degrees today. That chance of flurries carries into the night a a low of minus 6. Sun and cloud in 1 degree tomorrow. It's zero. Breaking news when it happens. Our next update at 11. I'm Megan Cobb. Welcome back to Let's Talk Gardening. I'm Earl Coons, and I'm going to go right to the phone line. We're going to go to Dave. Good morning, Dave. Hello, Merle. Hey, how can I help you? Well, I've got a very lumpy lawn. Um, we re-soldered about four years ago. Had a sprinkler system, an irrigation system installed at that time. Okay. And this is about the third year I've noticed uh, it's not getting... Uh, I mean, I water it a lot, maybe a little too much, but it's very, very lumpy. Are you getting, do you think, are you getting those earthworms coming up, like the dewworms? 
Well, that's what I'm like, wondering. A few people have suggested that might be the problem, but I'm not. I don't see visible. Does it feel like signs. big lumps or little tiny lumps that kind of hurt your feet if you're walking on them? Yeah, they'd be small and they hurt your feet. Although some, yeah, almost roll your ankle if you stepped wrong. Yeah, that sounds more like dewworm. So, and I'm not sure if how you're watering. I would water when you do water. Water sort of maybe twice a week, but two times in the same day. Like sort of go 20 minutes. And then wait about a half hour and then go another 20 minutes. And then that way the water gets down deeper. If you just water on top, if you're not getting down deep, like if you're only watering like five or 10 minutes at a time, the water doesn't get down deep enough. And that all the all the dewworms that come up to the top, because that's where it's sort of nice and moist and a little bit easier for them to, to roam around. Oh, and nice. yeah, so I would just probably try to change your water now, is just get that down nice and deep. Like just water, like I said, twice a day, twice a week, but sort of twenty minutes and twenty minutes, and then, and then just down nice and deep. Or if you're just doing once a week, if it's sort of a half hour and a half hour, then or something, just so the water's not running down the sidewalk or nothing. But but you get it wet and then hit it again, so that way the water goes down, and uh, and that really makes a big difference on that. So this spring, if you want to do your power raking. And then and then hit it with the green it up lawn fertilizer, and then just do a top dress over top, sort of the first week in May. And uh, doing the power raking will help break up those lumps. And and then if you do a little top dressing, and then if you start on the new watering program, that should help keep those uh, dewworms down. Okay, would uh, rolling it be of any do anything there somewhere else? Not really. Yeah, you'd have to get really quite moist first to make a difference. Um, the power raking does a big difference. Big, it does it a lot better because oh. you get those tines going through there, and it kind of breaks up the lumps. Yeah, and and your initial spring cleanup. So give it a good power rake, and then I'd give it the fertilizer, the green up lawn fertilizer, and then hit it with uh, a top dressing, and then just start on that watering program. And uh, you'll be amazed at how fast that grass will come through that soil, eat up that top dressing, and uh, and and if you change the watering, it should make a difference on on keeping the earthworms down or the dewworms. Dewworms. Okay, very good. Uh, Thanks a lot, Merle. All right. Hopefully that helps out. All Take right, care. Thank you. Bye Thanks, now. Dave. Bye bye. All right. I'm going to go to John. Good morning, John. Well, good morning down there. How's it going? <laughs> It's doing good. How are you doing? Oh, well, I'm surviving. Well, that's good. Yeah. That's a good thing. Power raking. Yes. You had indicated earlier about a, a time. Yeah, I like Is to wait a little bit. It's still pretty early. Like your backyard, your front yard would be fine because you're wide open, right, on the hill there. Um, yes. But the backyard, you still have some shady spots and things like that. So I like to wait till the last week in April, first week in May, and uh, and then get that done. Oh, I have a lawn service coming in, and they they kind of indicated that all is as long as there's no snow on it. Yeah, it's just if it's still frozen, I, I tend sometimes you do more damage than good, like in the shadier spots. So like depends how your yard is, John. Like if it's if it's all totally thawed and the ground feels soft wherever you can poke like a pitchfork in everywhere, um, it should be okay. But I know I still have a couple of spots in my yard here where the where the snow's 
just melted and the ice just melted a couple of days ago. So I'm going to wait a couple more weeks. So, Okay. Aerating, is that, that's normally done uh, after a good rain, isn't it? Or yeah, like what? in May, like sort of thing after when, yeah, and when the ground's totally softened up. And, and a lot of these companies, they should try to communicate with their customers ahead of time to get get them to water quite a bit before they come, because that way you can pull nice, good, deep plugs. If if they're if they're trying to do it, and and if you haven't watered your lawn all season, all you're doing is getting these little tiny clumps, right? You're not getting, and the the reason you want to aerate is to get down deep. You want those good plugs pulled out. Oh, and, uh, okay. Yeah, so. Water really, really quite well before you get aeration. And I, like I said, I I usually don't aerate a whole lot. But if your ground is is hard, like a good power rake is usually is totally fine. Aerate every two or three years, it totally works. Um, but again, a lot a lot of these companies they should try to communicate with their customers, get them to water quite heavily before they come out. So that way they can pull good plugs out of your lawn and not just some top and you get a, a little half-inch plug. You'd like to see good one- or two-inch plugs if you could. Oh, well, thank you for that. So, And yeah. uh, do you have any indication how the Lethbridge residents managed to get their uh, city council to give them a break on their wastewater during the summer? <laughs> no idea. Oh. Um, call our – well, we got a new city council this year, so – um, and I agree with you because I know what you're getting at here. It's sort of the one when we water our lawn, we get charged for the the drainage fee too. So if you use 10 liters, you get charged 10 liters going in and 10 liters going out. Correct. So it would be nice if you could, uh, if they would monitor that different because when we do water, you, you're you're not you're not using the sewage system, so it's sort of they're kind of dumping on us. So I, I think it's a valid point that we could talk to our our council people about that and uh, and bring it up. Like I said, we have a new all new guys in there, so some of them might want to make a little noise for you. And uh, who's your guy, John? Um, uh, Courtney Penner. Yeah, so reach out to her. Um, I find the first year they're definitely a lot more responsive, <laughs> and usually they're great anyway. Like for the most part, like they're all in there for the right reasons, right? Yes, so I was I, impressed with someone from Lethbridge mentioning last year that their their city council gave them a break on the overuse of uh, from last year or from their average water use. Yep. Anything above that, they got a, a break on their wastewater or whatever. Well, yeah, it'd be nice if there was a thing for the summer months. They just sort of just do a fifty percent or figure out a ratio that's fair, because we we do get um, fees everywhere. Look at our bills, and it's we pay a lot of money everywhere. So, by the way, I think you may be the instigator of these uh, uh, are they gator bags or hippo bags yeah. for the trees. They're everywhere. Yeah. The city has now. Which is good because, uh, and I've I've been on them quite a bit. Like on their tree planting program, it's really important to have the maintenance program to follow up with it. It's all it's great to plant trees, but if you don't look after them, so many years, like for four or five years, they were planting hundreds, thousands, and then hundreds and thousands were dying right behind them. So it was kind of a useless program. But uh, I'm going to let you go there, John. Yeah. I got to take a break. 
and thanks for calling. And uh, yeah, let's let's get in touch with our council and see if we can do something about that. Well, thank you, and I'm going to come down and see you. Thank you. Sounds good. Forward to it. Thanks, John. All right, and I'm going to take a quick break. You're listening to Let's Talk Gardening on 770 CHQR. Welcome back to Let's Talk Gardening. I'm Earl Coombs, and I had a quick text, and it was they're asking if I could identify some shrubs along the side of their sidewalk. The picture was a little bit far away. It, they look like potentilla if they bloom sort of thing in the summer or spirea, but I just could use a little closer up of the, of the branching. You're a little far away, and when they're all brown, it's a little bit tough to tell. But uh, that was... Uh, as close as I come up with. And then also here's also for the lady or anybody looking for classes, check out the Calgary Horse Society. They have lots of classes coming on once we get into uh, spring and summer here. And I know there's moved into, I think they're in Glen Morgan now at the, at the old golf course uh, site there. They have a, a big building now with lots more room. So they're, uh, they're good to go. And I'm going to go to the phone line, and we're going to go to Sylvia. Good morning, Sylvia. Good morning, Model. Uh, Hi. Uh, sweet pea question again. Um, I'm going to be planting sweet peas in a planter, about a four foot wide, and it's about eight inches deep. Yeah. So do they need to be deeper than eight inches, or is that okay? No, eight inches is good. Um, they will just if it's in a real hot spot. Um, and when they're in containers, they don't do quite as well. But maybe put a little bit of mulch over the soil to help keep them. Like Diane was saying, they don't like their roots really warm. Right. And so if they're if they're in a planter, they tend to heat up a lot more than if they're in the ground. Right. And so, also, is it better to precede them, like in the in the, pla- the box, and then or directly into the planter itself? Well, if if that planter, if you're able to lift it in and outside, like you could just start them right in that planter. And then just move it out in a couple of weeks, yeah. and uh, and that'll be good to go. Um, have you got a good um, variety that would be good to use? Any yeah, we do. Than... Yeah, we have quite a few. We have some nice uh, sweet pea seeds in right now. Okay. Okay, I'll have to go up by and see what you have then. Thank you so much. All right. Thanks, Sylvia. Bye-bye. Take care. Bye-bye. All right. And I'm going to go to Jean. Good morning, Jean. Good morning, Merle. Hi. How can I help you? I know you have done this before, but but my brain doesn't hold everything. Could you rediscuss murder of chickweed? <laughs> yeah, it's um chickweed. We used to have a great product, and I'm not sure why it left us though. But there's we can still use Killex. We used to have that chickweed thistle and clover killer. But they, for some reason, it got taken off the market from laters. So mm. what I really like using is if you get it early in the year, a lot of the times you don't even have to use anything. Like I get myself a good three-prong cultivator. And as soon as you see those little ones come up, just cultivate right over, sort of turn it over and sort of flip them on the top of the soil and then just grab them like that. Yeah. And if you sort of keep on it early um, – you're able to keep control of them. If you get lots, the Killex does work quite well on them, just spot spray on them. Um, yeah, and it won't kill your grass. Um, it's a selective herbicide, so it only does broadleaf stuff, so it won't kill any of the grasses. Oh, it doesn't, It yeah, doesn't do with the grass, just the, yeah. Just well, broadleaf weeds, but it will kill flowers and things like that. Right. Um, 
So just make sure you just spot spray. Uh -huh. But if you get, like I said, if you get in it early, like as soon as you start seeing the weeds coming up here, uh, if you get on it right away, it makes all the difference. And I love those three prong cultivators. They're just they're they're just nice. You don't break your back. You can sort of stand up, and you just sort of give them a nice turning over your soil at the same time. It it works yeah. really well. Well, I know it's coming green, and not only is it coming green, it's got little teeny buds and and uh, blooms coming. And I'm thinking, holy mac, I don't need that. Wow, that's early heat. too. You haven't seen any of that yet. Early must be in a nice warm spot. It is. Yeah, well, so I'd get out and cultivate now, or or get yourself some of the the Killex and give it a, a spray. Um, maybe give it a couple of days here. We get through this cool weather, then as soon yeah. as it warms up there, um, give them a spray of the Killex, and that should look after them. Well, my sister lives in uh, Grand Prairie, well, outside Grand Prairie, and and she's got a problem with it too. And she said, "Would you phone your?" gardening guru you're always talking <laughs> about and find out from him what to do <laughs> yeah so, so a lot of it is the cultivating and it's sort of and it also it's really good for your soil too because you're breaking it up yeah. and uh and so do it that way or if you get a, quite an influx and you need some help give it a little shot of the killax and that yeah, will definitely help well, you out when it gets into the grass you have to do something like that yeah too. Yeah, and well, the Killex works great for that. So Yeah, thank you very right. much then, Merle. You're very welcome. Take care. You have a good day. Bye-bye. 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 All right, where are we at for time? i got to take a quick break. And you're listening to Let's Talk Gardening on 770 CHQR. Welcome back to Let's Talk Gardening. And... Uh, I got a I got a great picture of a chair from Karen as a holds a wine glass in one and uh and your bottle in the other and a couple other um little spots for, for a couple extra bottles. So you're you're set up in a couple extra little slots for, for friends uh to join you, so a couple extra. And then she actually asked how my knee went. Actually my knee is actually awesome. Now I went to the knee clinic. Actually, they advertised on here, and I didn't get a deal. I still have to pay full price and everything, so I'm not endorsing them because I got something free. But actually, they did a really good job. It's more of a physiotherapy, and they did some scraping. They recommended, and I did this uh, um, blood injection where they take a little bit of blood out and spin it, and and then they add a little bit of a silicon gel, and then they inject it back in your knee and. So it's either I'm 55, so they said they get me five or ten more years onto my knee without a replacement, and I'll be honest, it feels great. Like I can up and down stairs, no problem now. So um, I know they, like I said, they do advertise, so I will vouch for them. For me, it worked, it worked really well, and uh, and when it started feeling better, they said stop going as much. So it was, it was good. I felt really good there. So if you if you are having a little issues with your knee, um, it's worth checking them out. So. A little, uh, a little endorsement from myself for them. And I'm going to go to the phone line. We're going to go to Dwight. Good morning, Dwight. Hey, happy Sunday, buddy. Hey, how are you? Not too bad, you? I'm doing great. Actually, like I said, I was I was a little concerned going into this spring. I wasn't walking that well, and uh, and uh, <laughs> everybody there sort of eyeing my gen. Are you limping? <laughs> Not anymore, I'm getting <laughs> So I, 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 I so no, I'm no starting brace, to... though, right? No brace? No brace, nothing. It's uh, it's great. So uh, 
distant yeah, physiotherapy. Getting, my knees are getting bad too. Yeah, so just uh, so I, I do feel a hundred percent better. I'm back doing some bike rides, and uh, so it uh, feels great. What's yeah. up today? How can I help you? Or um, how can we help last, each other? Yeah, last year I, I talked to you about because uh, I saved seeds for the petunias, and then when they came in, they were pink instead of that dark, deep purple. And you said they reverted back to their normal color. Yeah, and that's what they'll do. They'll a lot of times when they hybrid seeds for certain, and we'll see that in the one like the night sky. It it comes it's it, it's that purple with the white dots, yeah. And then it'll revert back to the Piketty, that's okay. original. So so they what mess with that? the genetics. So they they'll get a certain color from one, and then they'll revert back. Okay, what about uh, marigolds? Um, uh, will they revert back? I don't yeah, think they've messed with them as much though. Like they they're pretty steady, and they've had the same variety for a okay, number of I, years. So. I would yeah. say they, they, they might revert back to a single um, flower rather than the double, but I think for oh. the most part you'll be fine. Okay, like the colors last year, they were nice orangey, yellowy, you know, nice. And I was just wondering if they'll go back to yellow. Uh, no, they should stick with the same colors because the a lot of the marigolds they haven't messed with them a whole lot, right? You don't like everyone likes our standard yellow, standard orange. Right. And the nice thing about them is. They're easy to collect. Yeah. A lot easier to collect than the petunia. Yeah. And you sure get a lot. Yeah. And they germinate real quick. That's something I like to recommend to people or kids if they're getting into gardening yeah. is to start with a marigolds and things like that, radishes, some of the yeah. lettuce. It just, because it, it builds your. It, it builds your confidence up in seeding. Like when you plant a marigold, yeah. it, it comes up in two or three days. And I know, like I had a teacher come in and she was buying cactus seeds for her class. I said, well, that's going to take the whole year to get anything. <laughs> like, like you won't, it won't really work that well. So I, I recommended that we got her switch over to some uh, marigolds and things like that. So it's, yeah. uh, so that way they kids attention span there they won't they won't stay there for that long so no 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 you for sure i use them for border flowers they're just pretty they're great and they actually kill aphids so they're great for that so yeah that too that too yeah i got plant them around your plant them around your tomatoes and that and they get rid of aphids so yeah per perfect i gotta do some rotor tilling today i tried on friday with that big wind i think most of my topsoils in saskatchewan now i hear you all, all right. right well thanks to wait take okay. care Have a, yeah we'll talk soon bye-bye all right, I'm going to go. I got time for one more quick one. Okay. Um, I can just say hi to Terry, a quick one. Hi, Terry. We'll pull him Hello. up here. Hey, how can I help you? Hey, you guys aren't fighting over donuts today, are you? No, <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> okay. Hey, I live out here in Cramon, just not too far from the Bear Bear Greenhouse. Yep. I did have some questions on sweet peas, but I'll wait till next week. I do okay. have a... I do have a, an option to go with these people with their dew worms. Yep. And what it is, is you drive a, a, a stake into the ground, and then you use another either iron bar or another piece of wood, and you cause a vibration. Now, what okay. that does to that worm is he figures that there's a mole coming up, and he'll come right to the surface, lickety-split, so you can go around and pick them out or okay. uh, feed your robins. All right. Hey, that's a good one. All right. Thanks, Terry. We got to go. Take care. Talk to you next week, hopefully. All right. Thanks, everybody, for calling in.
Thanks, Tony, for keeping everyone coming up here for me. And uh, until next week, we'll get our garden on right here on 770 CHQR.